Welcome to The Lid from Meet the Press. I'm Carrie Dan. In a world without the current global health crisis, a world in which I would be recording this podcast in a fancy soundproof booth instead of a small, not very soundproof pillow fort that I have constructed in my living room, there are three words I would be very excited about saying tomorrow. Those words would be, voters are voting. Tomorrow was supposed to be the Georgia primary contest. And it was important for several reasons, or at least it looked that way a few weeks ago. First of all, it would have likely been another huge win for Joe Biden over Bernie Sanders. After all, the high share of black voters in Georgia would mirror probably other southern states where Biden has done well. That could have had big consequences for the Democratic race, given how many delegates would have been at stake. And two, we would have gotten some valuable data from Georgia exit polls that would have taught us some interesting things about the electorate in the state for November. After all, Georgia is the kind of place that Democrats desperately, desperately, desperately want to put into play in the general election. Knowing who and how many people showed up to vote for Democratic candidates would have been very helpful to making predictions about November. But obviously, the last two or so weeks have changed all of that. Because of the obvious health reasons, Georgia has postponed its primary until May. In fact, there are, as of this recording, at least seven states, plus Puerto Rico, that have completely pushed back their primaries or caucuses. They are Ohio, which was supposed to be last week, Georgia, Louisiana, Connecticut, Maryland, Indiana, and Kentucky, plus Puerto Rico. A handful of other states are either poised to change the dates of their contests, or they've just scrapped in-person voting entirely in favor of all-mail ballots. It also means that there won't be another huge many-state-many-delegate primary day until probably June, with nothing for the rest of March and only a smattering of contests in April. And all of that sort of freezes the Democratic race in amber, with Bernie Sanders realistically too far behind to catch Biden's delegates, but also probably not really incentivized to drop out. After all, his campaign was largely premised on the idea that some big Biden mistake or slip-up would make Sanders the great alternative for Democratic voters again. And if everybody's forced to campaign by video chat and Twitter for the foreseeable future, why drop out now? But also, being technically in the race also does give Sanders more relevance to do things like, say, raise money for the coronavirus response, which he has been using his massive donor base to do, and also to push for more progressive solutions to the coming economic mess that we all think we're going to end up in. And you'll notice that Sanders is doing all of that now without explicitly criticizing Biden. And Biden, meanwhile, is using his platform to criticize President Trump's response to the crisis and sort of acting like the presumptive nominee, even though he technically hasn't clinched the nomination. So will we ever get back to politics as usual, or are we just kind of going to live in this space for a while? It honestly seems just way too early to tell. At least that's the view from inside this not very soundproof pillow fort. That's a lid for us. If you'd like to hear more of this free audio briefing, you can always download us on your favorite podcast app.